0: The best thing about Walzer Care? It's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free.
2: Some people call me the
3: space cowboy.
4: Well, that's the end of the song.
3: What happened? It's a really
4: small bumper you have, Cassie. (laughs) No,
3: it, like, just stopped. Yeah, we noticed that. I hate technology so much it's supposed to be. It doesn't like you either. I know. Phones
4: don't just work. Oh, it's frustrating. They're supposed to just work, but they don't.
3: (laughs) I just love it. It's just, oh, yeah, just Google it. Well, my Google's not working right now. You know, it's just frustrating. Or just anything, like I just want to play music, that's all.
5: Do the IT thing, turn yeah. it off and turn it on again.
3: Oh, I've had to do that many of times, especially like right after updates, it's so frustrating. But anywho, we have Scott Walter in studio. If you guys don't know who Scott is, if you watched America on Earth on History, now it's on Travel Channel. It just came out over the summer, the mm-hmm. new season, well, it's not really a new season, but it's new to Travel Channel. New
2: to Travel, yep.
3: Yep. And you just had your book come out called The Cryptic Code of the Templars in America. Now, I I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Knights Templar.
5: Only from uh, reading The Da Vinci Code. That's, <laughs> my only, that's probably how most people were introduced to the idea. Anyway, well, this right? isn't
3: fiction, I can tell you that. Scott does extensive... Wait, wait,
5: Da Vinci Code is fiction?
3: <laughs> well, it, it, had, it was, had some facts in that's there right. placed into a fictional story. But you you are like the real life Da Vinci Code. You do your research, your explorations, you go to all these locations to find these, you know, clues and symbols and stuff and you try and put it all together. And right. So what is new in this book? Oh,
2: a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, you know, the this book is uh, builds off of three other books that basically, just like you said, I've mm-hmm. been going out and researching and looking at various artifacts, going to sites, and trying to figure out what is the real history. Um, oh, behi- ladies and gentlemen, Uh-oh. hang on. Uh-oh. We have a guest hey, hey, in, in our house. nets.
1: They have me total. Oh, right.
5: <laughs> I'm <laughs> to sorry. We're it. live on the air right now. <laughs> <After>
1: you.
2: They're
5: all
0: here. Christ.
2: I was just pontificating about your gift on the table, Tom. Oh, I have
5: a gift?
3: Yes, you, you have the new book. It just came out on Monday called The Cryptic Code of the Templars in America. Oh,
4: yeah. You you were, we were just talking about that last time you were in.
2: Yeah, that it was coming out. Yeah. And it's been delayed for like three months because of layout problems at the printer. And yeah. it had to be reformatted. But it it looks great. I'm very pleased.
3: It's a nice-looking book. Yeah. So. Now, what is new in this book that have been in previous books that you've done?
2: Okay, well, one of the things that I'm talking about now that I'm ready to talk about, because I feel like I have all the pieces finally in place, Mm -hmm. and that is to say that the founding of the United States of America did not start in 1776. It started in 1362. Mm -hmm. and basically the Kensington runestone which is an artifact found in Minnesota in 1898 by a farmer clearing trees Uh, scholars have have argued over it for 120 years and uh, it came into my lab back in 2000 and uh, the rock told me that it was real that it was old and therefore it had to be genuine and what I love about rocks and I'm a geologist I do material forensics for a living is that I trust rocks, Mm -hmm. I don't trust some people. Mm -hmm. Um, And if the rock told me that it was real, that means that everything within that inscription that many scholars said was not medieval, had to be medieval. Mm -hmm. And so I then took five trips, I went over to Sweden and found everything. And of course all this did was piss off the scholars even more because I went in their backyard to look for and find what they Decided they weren't going to do because they had already made up their minds. But the other thing that um, Logic told me was that if this artifact is real here in the geographic center of the continent, which is not a coincidence, that means that somebody came here, they came for some reason,
6: mm-hmm.
2: um, and they placed it for, you know, uh, at that location for a reason. And the reason is it says right on the stone acquisition business or taking up land. It's a land claim, mm-hmm. and it was the beginning, the stake in the ground, if you will, of the beginning of the founding of this, of this country. That obligation that the medieval Templars who were escaping persecution from the monarchs of Europe and the Roman Catholic Church
6: mm-hmm. to
2: found a new sanctuary, a new Jerusalem,
3: mm-hmm. a
2: free Templar state that we now call the United States of America.
3: Now, I've seen the Kensington. Have you seen the Kensington Runestone? Mm-hmm. I haven't in- even
0: seen Anoka. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotta
0: get out, out, man. I gotta get out more often. Well,
3: for us Minnesotans, if you want to see the Kensington Runestone, there's the, the Kensington Runestone Museum in Alexandria, Minnesota. Oh, that's worth okay. And. It's, the stone is it's pretty big, and they have it in a nice display. I mean, it's not some little stone that you can put in your pocket, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's huge.
2: Yeah. Cassie, you know, when you talk the about pocket The pocket runestone. Like, <laughs> no, 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 they sell pocket runestones. Oh, this, really the, real really one, the real one okay. is in a pocket Damn, it, I thought we had
3: They have a very cute gift shop. So. I got your
5: secrets in North America right here. <laughs> yeah,
2: <exactly. laughs> Anyway, um, there, there's so many things that we talk about in this book. Now, the runestone is is an old story, but there is new information about it. And I don't want to get into too many details, but one of the things about the Templars and about the way that they operated and actually was handed down to the Freemasons is um, mathematics, geometry, and astronomy. Mm-hmm. Sacred geometry was very important. And, you know, what do I mean by that? Well... Um, they used certain measurements uh, routinely. One of the things is called the megalithic yard. Mm-hmm. And, and what has recently been discovered is places like Stonehenge, Newgrange, um, in Egypt uh, with the pyramids and other sacred sites is that the unit of measurement used to construct them was something called the megalithic yard. And this has only been recently discovered. And this measure is used or is is calculated using the planet Venus. But it's very sacred. It's very important. In fact, when our founding fathers founded this country, Thomas Jefferson lobbied for our nation's measuring system to be the megalithic yard. But Congress didn't pass it. They wanted to throw a bone back to to Europe, so we used the English foot, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But actually, our founding fathers said, to heck with it. And they laid out our entire capital city using that measurement. To this day, it's still there.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. Because I know know that they've done maps of D.C. And it comes up to be like Masonic symbols or something like that, the way they had designed it and where the... Not really monuments, but the important cat oh, buildings. Oh, well, the
2: monuments are part of that whole yeah. sacred layout. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And we talk about that in the book. I'll, I'll tell you what my wife discovered: mm-hmm. is that the Washington Monument, which has which a, they just reopened today. By the way,
5: today it's yeah. been closed oh, did they? for like the last three years for a reconstruction. Yep. Well, right?
2: they had an earthquake there, and, yep. and they had you know some more severe damage than they're telling us.
3: Oh, okay.
2: But the, but the Washington Monument is basically a giant plinth, mm-hmm. and it casts a shadow, right? And what my wife and Alan Butler, a British researcher, a wonderful guy and a dear friend, discovered was that at certain dates and times during the year, it will point to specific monuments that are important.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I would just want to just see, like, one of the, what are those time lapse videos yeah. about. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of neat.
0: You probably do have that, I would get. You know, this is the weirdest thing in the world. I've been here for, <clears throat> for six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in my life, Michael Bryant and Doug Sprenthal aren't arguing. How's that possible? <laughs>
5: we had a long conversation about Carl Yostremsky that was quite interesting. Oh, it was very little I to do with the Templars. Well, I don't yes. like him anymore.
1: You don't like him? Yes. <laughs> Mike,
5: Mike yes. Shown some light on the dark side really? of Mr. That
1: did you call him a Polak? No, no, no. He's <laughs> more like a racist, basically. Uh, oh, was he?
2: Did you talk about his grandson who hit his first oh, yeah. home so
1: Well, he hit his first home run in Fenway Park. Yeah, was I saw him oh, okay. hit a home run earlier. He's, he's been having a pretty good season, his grandson. It was kind of cool to yeah. see his grandson. Oh, now Mike and I season. are both from Rhode
5: Island, and yeah. so we share a passion for the Red Sox. But, And I was 10 in the summer of 67 or 9, I guess, when the Sox almost won. Those. 67. Yep. Mm-hmm. So
2: Seriously. you guys are from Rhode Island. hmm. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. In all seriousness.
5: Now, I moved out to Massachusetts when I was two. So oh, okay, I never, so here come the excuses. I was, there the third, excuses, grade. I was
1: <laughs> third grade until junior, so I was there a lot.
2: What, oh, okay. What's your question? So, uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> the oldest stone and mortar structure on this continent that was built by Europeans is in Rhode Island. Hmm. Do you know what it is?
1: White Castle. <laughs> you
2: got it. No, no, I knew it. No.
1: Let's see. Um, I probably have... Heard or seen? Um, trying to think what's there. I'll give nothing's you one more. Coming my, nothing's coming to mind off the top of my head. It's in Newport. It's in Newport. So I mean, are, are we talking about like the
2: walk, the the Cliff Walk? No, we're talking about something called the Newport Tower. The Newport which, Tower, which okay. I talk about in the new book, mm-hmm. that was built by the Templars, and to this day. They still don't know who built it. They hmm. claim that it was a colonial windmill. And when you look at it critically, it, it's ridiculous. So it has where, a fireplace it? in it for God's sake. Where is it? It's at the top of the hill. It's in Turo Park. Oh, okay. You know where Turo Park I know is where at Turo the top Park of the hill? Is. Yep.
5: Yep. They didn't know there was a Turo Park in Rhode Island. There's Turo Beach in Cape Cod, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So, and there's a cemetery there, an old Jewish cemetery in Cape Cod or Newport? Uh, no in Newport. They don't let yeah.
5: Jewish people in Cape Cod. Well, yeah. yeah,
1: that was going to be the revelation in the book. <laughs> yeah. Trick, <laughs> yeah. That's right, that. And that
2: was the first cemetery in Rhode Island, and there was one person buried there, and not another person was buried for like a century, hmm. huh. and they did it to hold that land. Hmm. A well, fun fact for you.
1: Rhode Island did some bizarre things because they moved cemeteries. It's one of the states where, like, uh, like there's all sorts of places where there used to be a cemetery here, and then they moved all the gravestones, and they used that land. And so they had all sorts of issues with that. And it that happened probably, all over the state. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, money involved? I'm like, in, <laughs> I like, in I know Rhode it's Island? a shock to you, Tom. Yeah, but so money, <laughs> really. People are after the money. That's really, really hard for me to believe. Oh, but, yeah. uh, you know. Oh, by the way, I... A couple of listeners already are blasting me for being late today, but uh, they're, they're putting our house on the market tomorrow morning, so all, there are tons of people in my house. I open up my garage door, and there are four cars blocking me in.
3: Oh, I hate that.
0: And I weaseled around. It took me about 10 minutes to weasel <laughs> around all of them. Wow. And then I finally got out of my own garage. You didn't
5: bang up the Mustang again, did
2: you? Oh, no, we no. just got it I, mean, fixed. I hope not. I hope not. I-, I could just imagine you. what you were saying. Yes,
5: yeah, so I was, well, I'm very even-tempered right now.
0: <laughs> Was it, like f-
3: was it like a 50-point turn to get out of the driveway? Oh, yeah, forward, back, forward, back, forward, back. I'm didn't God. just
5: ride down in one of those little lime scooters. I <laughs> mean, the ones that lay in the street <laughs> yeah, in can Golden Valley. Yeah, can you see Tom riding one of those? <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> I still want somebody to explain it to me. So you get to use a scooter
5: for free to help you get around. No, it's not free. You got There's an app. Is it a dollar? And you, yeah, it's a. It's a. I have no idea what it is. They're pretty inexpensive. I don't know. It's like a dollar a mile or something like that. Is that what but it then is? when you're done, you just leave it. Yeah, but do you throw it in the street? Because that's what usually that's what people do. Yeah, what they i They, seen they seen throw the it right in the street. Yeah,
0: it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you get this. You don't have no insurance, nothing. You pay a couple of bucks, you get to use it, and you can't. You don't have the decency to put it back the way you found it.
5: It's a weird business model because there's a uh, couple of companies that that. I think Lime's one, Bird's another one, and they'll just invade a city and just drop off like a thousand of them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw the guy doing it, as a matter of fact, dropping them all off, and he looked at me like I was going to steal them or something. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. He looked at me like, what are you doing here? <laughs>
2: well, you kind of have that look. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true.
5: <laughs> they probably don't drop a lot of them off on Plymouth and Penn. Well, maybe they do.
0: Uh, my favorite story of all time about the, uh, what were they, the city bikes called again, the
5: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: You know, all the, the city bike racks and all that stuff. The, they, the city green things. Yeah, I think they were green. So I'm driving down Golden Valley Road, right in front of North Commons Park, my park, park of my childhood. Played many a baseball and football game there. Had a ball. Was wonderful. I'm driving by <laughs> and I see a bike rack. I'm like, they're going to put a bike rack here for? Are those rental, too, or are those free?
5: I think those are rentals. Yeah, so they are they're, rental they're all too. rentals. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay, so I drive by the first day and the rack's there. I drive by the next day, and the bikes are all in the rack. I, I drive by the third day, and there are no bikes in the rack. I drive by the fourth day, there's police tape around the <laughs> <point.
5: laughs> <I thought laughs> bike. I thought you were going to say the rack was gone. Well, the rack would have been.
0: Well, the rack is gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, the rack is gone completely now. Yeah, the old rental thing down on uh, Golden Valley Road by North Commons didn't go over all that big. Not I remember so a couple
5: of years ago when we were riding the Tour to Cure and we made that triumphant return down uh, Plymouth Avenue in a driving rainstorm. All the uh, neighbors are in the front yard going, what are these crazy white people wrong doing with today? What's
0: wrong with these people? It was phenomenal. Everybody on Plymouth Avenue yeah. was phenomenal. We shall take a break. Oh, I don't have to take it yet for about 20 more seconds.
5: Tell a joke then.
0: Two guys walk into a bar.
6: Thank you
1: very much. The
5: the used has, what, I, has, do, his, I used the, has, to do drugs. I still do, but I used to do drugs, too.
1: gun's loaded with ammunition. He says, one of you guys slept with my wife. And somebody in back says, you're going to need more bullets than that. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
6: oh! <laughs> <aren't you laughs> his wife was a punch board?
0: Is that what you were saying? So. <laughs> if she had as many coming out of her, she had in her, she'd look like a
5: porcupine. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! So, the end of the family hour.
0: We'll be
3: right back. <laughs> this is what happens when you get all men in a room. Oh,
5: <laughs> wiener jokes.
0: <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilsky. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated.
7: Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect.
8: Perfect? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender.
3: I did it on Guitar Hero. <laughs> well, yeah, I the,
1: think the, the, the music's pretty easy. The not hard thing being a windmill is where it what is. But you got your own right? show going on now. The big issue with it Currently. not being a windmill is where it is, cause it's not. Michael
0: Bryant like sucks. Well,
4: <laughs> <laughs> where put you put it. You can hear me through
0: right. those <laughs> headphones. I know you can. It would, it Michael Bryant's a disaster.
6: Right <laughs> <laughs> so, we've been
0: on again for like two minutes. Cool. I'm just just, looking at New York.
1: I'm sure I saw it as a kid. He's no. learning and oh, growing. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Oh he's learning <laughs> and growing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well that, that see, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. This is quite the crowd in here. I like this crowd. Yeah. So Cassie not so much, but you know, what?
3: He, what did I do? No, no, you're
0: saying it's too wiener like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it though.
0: That's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you Right true. now
3: I Dave's in France and he took the two girls. Where
0: is he so, in France?
3: I don't know where they're at today. They're, only been,
0: I've only been in, was it Strasbourg,
5: France? Stream pictures of the Eiffel Tower, so I'm guessing he was in Paris. Yeah,
3: they started off in Paris, but thinking. they, they kind of There's moved around. Uh, I want to say, oh gosh, I can't remember what town it was they were at today. Because they travel and they stay in oh, okay. different hotels and stuff. So I've been stuck at home with all boys.
0: You know what I love about France, and I'm very serious about this? I am a giant in France. Yeah. Oh, I'm not kidding. Yeah. You. I'm a foot taller and this much wider than everybody else. They're not big people. D-
3: no. Dave feels the same way because he's, oh, yeah. six, he's yeah. six foot or Well, they six start one. smoking
5: when they're four
4: and
3: they drink wine <laughs> by the
4: time they're five. That's very true. That's honestly probably a big part of it. That's why know. they're crabby.
5: They're just hung over all the time. Couldn't have been nicer to me. The people there could not have been nicer. Really? I, you rarely
2: hear that about the French. Well,
3: That's, see, in a lot of people on this trip right now they're they're saying no the people here are great very they're nice. very polite very nice they're not rude at all so even think,
4: though they know they're americans
3: yeah hmm.
4: so i know last i heard if you t- said... If you admit to being American in France, you basically get stabbed. No, I, no, they're great. They're will, great people.
3: I botch the French language because I have such a heavy Minnesota accent. I no, can't do not those you. short vowels in French. Oink, I just
0: oink oink instead of wee wee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oink, oink. Minnesota accent right there.
3: Because I just want to go wee wee. Wee wee. Yeah,
0: that's that'll work perfectly, no doubt about. It. No, I, I tell you honestly, God, I. I they could not have been nicer in France. They are very, very... They they actually came over and talked to me because I'm also quite a bit more muscular than your average French person. And a guy... I think I told you this already. A guy comes up to me in France, and he goes, uh, could I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And he goes, are you, are you a football player? I said, no, no, not a football player. And he goes... Are you special forces? <laughs> special forces. <laughs> I'm 67. Yeah. Yep. Spec ops, right Pretty here. Sure I'm not spec ops right now. <laughs> Pretty positive of that. But no, they could
1: not have been nicer people. He was inviting Alex to like take her or something, was yeah.
3: he? <laughs> yeah, well, he wanted to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have looked at him and said, "If I tell you, I'd have to kill you." I'd have to kill you. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Sorry,
0: yeah. I'm I'm special ops. I'm gonna have to take you right out. Like, <laughs> like, like Steve Martin
5: said, "I hate the French, but I love their fries." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I loved that show so much, <laughs> the Dean Martin show on Thursday nights on NBC. You know how I know it was on NBC? You know what he got every week instead of a paycheck? He got the stock light bulbs. in RCA. Yeah. Did he no. really? Got stock oh, in RCA man. every week. Really? He died a very well. How much money did he die with? And it, because he's been dead now, what thirty years, something like that?
1: So you said Steve. He went to Dean. Okay, I know, I'm, just, I'm just keeping up here. We weren't gonna run over the host, Mike. <laughs> okay, Thanks. I know. Uh, but, you know, I just was keeping up. It's like he's
5: dead. I, I was, like, I was oh, quoting Martin. Steve Martin, and you heard Dean. <laughs> oh,
1: I thought you said
0: Dean Martin. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> we no, all got. I, I, I'm just keeping up. It's
5: just your buddy <laughs> here decided to call you <laughs> out.
1: It's no, all, it's all see, relative. The rest of us Dean <laughs> just, Martin used to say
0: things like that I, all the time,
1: though. Yeah, I I get it now. I'm caught I, up. Leave me alone. That does
6: sound like something Dean
0: would
1: say. Every jury
0: he turns on
1: you from right. <laughs> <laughs> now Yeah, that's right. he
0: well.
1: He died in
4: 1995 for what it's worth.
0: Okay, how much was he worth when he died? It had to be uh, several hundred million dollars. I don't know if that's... Because even back then, yeah. that was 25 years ago, so, or it's
4: almost 25 years 24. ago. Celebrity Net Worth says 30 million. Which that's all? But... You'd never really know.
1: No, that's true. Which on the death thing, did you hear Clinton bought it today? He had a heart attack and he's done. Who? Clint. Clint Eastwood. Oh, I think it's a oh and I was like, really? oh, wow. Yeah. What? Clint Eastwood died? died today, yeah. What? I yeah. thought How? that was a while ago. Really? No, he's, he was still alive, I thought. You, Clint, wait. Nice Clint, you might want to look yeah. that up. Well, let's look then.
3: I saw something like somebody posted it was when I think um, it was like
1: a week. What if it ago? turns out to
0: be Clint Walker who's been dead for like 15 <laughs> yeah. years. <You're> right.
3: <laughs> it wasn't not Eddie. Clint Money, Eastwood who died, is still
1: alive.
0: Or Clint Eastwood.
1: Is he still alive today? Uh, um,
3: After as Eddie. As far Money. as I
1: can he tell. Covers.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Rick Ocasek.
1: Rick, Rick
0: Ocasek. Yeah, yeah. when he
3: died, somebody tagged uh, they said Rick Ocasek yeah. and now Clint Eastwood. And I'm like Really? And this was a couple of days ago. I'm like, when did Clint? What's going on? And I didn't know if it was one of those fake celebrity. Yeah, no, maybe death it's thing. a
4: fake one. As far as I can tell, he's still alive. So. Right. Well, that's okay, cool. Okay, Mike. I'm no glad worry he's about still alive. It. Maybe it was. How old
1: was
0: he
2: Clint is he? Do you Clint think, Howard? Of? Oh, he's Clint. He's is 80s. 80s. 89. Yeah, 89. Yeah, 89. Uh, okay.
3: Well, and he's still do, still going strong. Wow. He's making
2: movies and he seems like he's doing relatively well.
0: Everybody yeah. I know that's ever worked with him said he's a phenomenal guy to work with. Really? Just a great guy when he's directing and producing and all the rest of it. Said he's the really yeah, good he's guy. Yeah, supposed to be a great guy. With. Yeah, that's what everyone yeah, he's says. A, very,
3: a lot of people like to work with him as a director and producer because yeah, he's do. just very easygoing. He's not one of those tyrant-type directors (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are constantly yelling at you to do it right. How
0: cool is it, the fact that he came out during the the election of, what was it, Mitt Romney I think was running against Obama and he came out and talked to a chair. Or that chair was a little chair. bizarre. Yeah.
5: Was that, was <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, that was
0: are you, odd. Why are you talking to a chair?
3: I know some people were questioning Clint's mental health at that point. Well, yeah,
2: I think uh, it was one of those deals that sounded he, like He a, had a method to his madness, I'm sure. I don't know what it was. Was it but, during
1: the,
5: the Trump election? <clears throat> I can't remember yeah, which it one, was, but it was I
2: think like it was
0: one of those Obama. ones that
5: sounded like a good idea the night before after a couple and they got out on stage and everyone went Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know. it's Well, you know, that does happen. But he you're was,
2: talking about it.
0: Yeah, that's right. He was the mayor of Carmel, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, don't know that. Nice mayor. You ever been there?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Last Mexico time Hill I was Beach. in Carmel, California.
0: Yeah. I will never forget this. Catherine and I are staying at this nice hotel. And a Mercedes, brand new Mercedes-Benz pulls in. And the license plate was personalized. And it said Dow 2000.
5: Oh, so, that's why it was a while ago. 1982
0: or 3. Because uh, the Dow today, I believe, is at about 27,300. <laughs> 2,000. But yeah, but we were shocked that the Dow had gone over 2,000. I remember that.
1: Wow. Incredible. So, no, so, it, Cokie Roberts is dead. Yes. That's, yes. That's yes. <laughs> I saw we that one. We were talking about
0: that this yeah. morning with so, Todd Glass, too. It was like, yep. Donald Trump just has to do it. He has to come on and go, she's quite professional. But she was never nice to me. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to throw that party? <laughs> I know.
5: I don't know if you know this about our president. He's a little egocentric. Oh, yeah.
0: how about everyone running for president? Well, that's now. <laughs> oh, but
2: God, that's why they do it. That's yeah, part that is, of it. That is exactly why. they Ego driven, a lot of it.
0: I want. To, there's a kid that I want. To, well, he's not a kid. He's 50 years old, for Christ's sake. But uh, I want him to run for governor. Aaron Benner. You know who Aaron Benner is?
5: Oh, mm-hmm. he's the guy I had on this morning.
0: Yes. Yeah. Governor. Yeah. Black man in America today, 50 years old, very, very smart. He uh, won a lawsuit against St. Paul Public Schools. Yeah, didn't
5: he walk with like half a million dollars? Half a million bucks. That's why he's such a nice guy,
0: you know. No, he's always been there. He called when when they did that to him two, three and a half years ago. He locked himself in a closet and called the KQ4. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's what I always do when things
1: are looking down. I'll
5: call oh, yeah. uh, call gotta, John you know, Lastman. Let's call
0: yeah, call Lastman. I'll do my guy. next
1: interview from the inside a closet. Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> Although if you call John Lastman and said they put me on the air, he'd go to me and say, "Hey, Dave just called."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get
0: somebody's name right. Uh, Does he
2: want to run for governor?
0: Aaron Benner. Yeah. I brought it up to him today. He. Here's a guy, if you haven't heard of Aaron Benner, he's a really, really solid guy, very smart guy. He was uh, hammered pretty hard by the St. Paul Public School system because he wanted all students to be treated equally. Uh, They were giving, he in his, and he's a black man, remember that, he thought that the schools were giving preferential treatment to black students because they didn't punish them for their misbehavior. And they tried to fire him over that because he thought, As a black man, he was being racist.
6: It's
0: kind of hard to do. I
2: saw an article about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep, that's the guy. I know who you're talking. Very smart guy. And you know what he said? Dave
5: Chappelle pulled it off.
0: Yeah, that's right. The
5: blind racist.
0: The blind racist. (laughs) The blind white supremacist. (laughs) When he divorces
5: his wife. Divorces (laughs) his wife
0: at the end, but we can't say why. But you know, no, I, I, uh, I'm. My spirits have kicked into high gear. We talked about this whole situation with, you know, the blackface of with, with, uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, it says Justin Trudeau's racism scandal just got worse. You know, I really wish they wouldn't throw the word racism around like that because there's real racism in the world, and wearing blackface is not one of them.
1: I'm not saying you should do it, but racist, uh, it's a little it d- heavy. depends air. on how many, I mean... <laughs> If you do it multiple times, yeah, there's yeah. an issue. No, you know, I agree. I mean, it's like, I agree. And you shouldn't forget you did it. Or like, like yesterday
5: would be bad timing if you did it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah.
1: If you're doing it today there's or, enough or recently. enough evidence saying that, that
5: this is a bad thing. Yeah. People don't like it. But probably not a good choice. I don't know
1: why there's, <laughs> they keep coming out with more of it. You know, it's like if they if there's that many times, you should be able to say, yeah, I probably did this number of times, and it was stupid, and I was young, and I was doing these stupid things, but...
5: There's a great Saturday Night Live skit, uh, probably six months ago. Kenan Thompson plays the um, racial director for the, the oh, yeah. for West yeah. Virginia, yeah. and he's yeah. has Fantastic. all these white people, all these <laughs> legislators. He goes, "Okay, who's ever appeared in blackface? Please raise your hand." Like. Well, is it okay if I was imitating Michael Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) Why? He couldn't put on blackface then. Well, yeah, the (laughs) gal says, no, I just did half my face. So I did (laughs) a new Mike and old Mike. It was really, really funny.
0: Well, what I loved about Aaron this morning when he was on the show, talking about Aaron Benner, uh, an educator over St. Paul, got his job back and got $525,000 because they tried to basically squeeze him out because he wanted black students to answer for their misbehavior just like everyone else. He wants everyone to be treated equally, and they didn't like that. So uh, I don't know. The guy is just real solid, and and I talked to him about it. I didn't ask him this question. He volunteered, this is all about my mother and my father and my grandparents. We have three generations now where they said this is how things go. It's not about skin color. It's not about gender. It's not about orientation. This is about everybody gets treated the same, which is very cool. Really cool, I
2: thought. Yeah, Just It's a not nice a plan. novel concept. I mean, no. should that be the way, always be that way?
0: No, that's it's exactly right. It should be how it always is. But, you know,
2: it's we'll not... get there. We'll get
0: there. I, th- I think Hopefully. we will get there because it's getting far too violent right now if we don't get there. The violence is psychotic. Another another couple of people got killed in St. Paul last night. You're
5: walking out of a Bible study. Yeah, Bible study. church.
0: Well, one guy got killed and the other one got shot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, killed him for walking out of Bible study. But they thought that was not a nice... That, that yeah,
5: was, they uh, think, you know...
0: Yeah, they think there might have been a little... But still...
5: Hood action. Let's
0: not, let's not get mowed down in the street when he's coming out of Bible study. It's like, okay, whatever. But one thing, I, and I'll call, I'll stop talking about Aaron, but I was very impressed with him. But he said... He loves telling me this, too. He goes, yeah, a person came up to me the other day and goes, you know, you're rather well-spoken. Oh God, that's the worst thing
7: you can say. For, uh
0: you know you dress quite
1: well. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Thank God, would you stop doing that? It's honest to God, you're you know you're very well. What it was Joe Biden that said that uh, that Obama was clean? Remember yep. that?
5: <laughs> well, <he laughs> said, but Joe just what? It well, I know,
0: I understand. Believe <laughs> yeah, me, but you don't want to me. say that a, a black man is clean, do you?
2: <laughs> really? See, that know. is inherent racism. Exactly. That, in my opinion, right, is worse than a, than blackface,
0: you know? Oh, yeah, blackface. is it, What? What's that going to do? I mean, especially if you're playing Aladdin and you want to look like Aladdin, you know,
2: you got to put on the outfit, yeah, right? Yeah, put
0: on the outfit, and he wanted to put on the makeup to go
1: with it. I, I just don't think it was all that racist. I but don't. I don't know if you're racist. playing Aladdin, like in a movie or a show, yeah. But if you're playing Aladdin just for party Just to purposes, go to Seven hey, Eleven,
5: yeah.
0: I think, hey, yeah. I went to a Halloween party once as Haas from the Bonanza, and I was wearing a ten gallon hat. No, okay. I took the whole shoot. It's match. probably just
5: mm-hmm. an excuse to wear the cool sho- shoes with the toes that curl probably up in, the, curl end, up, right? in Ooh, the end. with the curl up toes, no. yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, back when I oh, was like a Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, true. The house fell. <laughs> well, the house fell on him. But uh, Catherine and I went. We went to a Halloween party once, and I went as Ralph Cramden, and she went as <laughs> Ralph Lucille Ball. Ralph Ralph. Oh,
5: well, yeah, I bet you. you <laughs> could Lucy see her and as Lucy. Ralph
0: Cramden. I was a little heavier back then, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just the way that deal is working. Uh, so look, we got everything solved in the, just the two segments mm-hmm. I thought.
5: Yeah, no, we're good to go. Everything so, is, is covered. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week.
0: <laughs> That's real nice. No, we will be back in a couple of minutes, though. We'll talk to Scott more about his book. The book is available now.
2: Yes, it, it, is. it is. You it is can uh, order it on Amazon, or you can go to my website if you want a signed copy, H o o k e d x. dot xcom
0: I like it. We'll be right back. More with the crowd. Michael Bryan's here, standing on his phone. We playing Candy Crush? Oh, yeah. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes.
5: I have a question for our guest. Are there a lot of Scott Walter impersonators? Because I see your Twitter handle is at real
6: Scott Wolter.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I uh, like it. I don't think anybody wants to imitate me. <laughs> Although, uh,. Actually, my kids do a pretty good job. Once in a while, my wife will when she's mocking me and <laughs> when I deserve it. But
0: hey, Wait a minute. Your wife mocks you? That never happens to me. I know. Imagine uh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah
2: that's, that's, that's how they keep us humble, Tom. I Sarah
5: blasted me hard about a week and, really? and a half ago. I, I was kind of out of line. She goes, look, you're 60. Try to at least act half your age. <laughs> <laughs> You Do I have to? to? I yeah, that. I turned 60 in November.
0: God, really?
5: You yeah. don't look at. Thank you. I
0: look well, 70. Oh, that's right. I was at your birthday
5: party. <laughs> that's right. You were there. I was there. But
0: I, I thought you were like 50 No, 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 no. No. He
5: goes,
0: no, 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 no. That all works out in the end. Get on me. The party
5: almost killed her. She was so stressed out. She swore oh, that I remember that. I remember that. It. It I remember cool. that. My wife threw me a big surprise birthday party at, upstairs at Sweeney's in St. Paul. Oh, we're yeah. With the place. and. I'm also a musician, so a friend showed up and set up a band, and it was really great. It was, I was stunned.
2: What a way to go into 60. Good for it you. Was cool. It was cool. It was great. That's my age, too. So, okay. right See? On, brother. He looks 60. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You oh, shut man. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
0: shut up, Doug. What do you think of that action, Buster?
5: It's not white. No, it it's a, just ultra blonde.
0: <laughs> it was a great party. But, you know, your wife did come over to me later and goes, thanks a lot for doing that. And I said, what? And she goes, You've been doing interviews for the last two hours. <laughs> people were very, very oh, nice. I know. They were very, very nice. I could part.
5: see it, and I was stunned because I had, there were radio people there, there. I'm in the car business. There were car people there, church people, and then musicians. It was like all these different, there's the big <laughs> Venn just, diagram of my life. Strange And you can see all these people going, I think that's Tom
10: not right. No, 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 next to the good-looking woman. Yeah. <laughs> From that, that guy right there, that, that's
0: Exactly. I give them that all the time. You ever met my wife? It's <laughs> given give them to them all the time. Ah, uh, yeah, she's in her glory. I, well, I could be totally honest about this, because she knows, everybody knows, that uh, she's putting our house on the market tomorrow, which I do not want to do, but she does. and It's, it's a lot to handle, I can understand that. But that's going to be tough.
2: How long have you been there?
0: 16 years. The biggest problem I have is, before we lived there, we lived on a farm out in Dayton.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I have not had a neighbor for 32 years (laughs) it's going to be a hell of an adjustment having neighbors
2: where are you going after this we
0: don't know probably somewhere Bloomington I wanted to look at a couple places down in Pryor Lake because we could you know have a boat out there and there are two really good restaurants Mm -hmm. aren't there on Pryor Lake and how far is that from from like here? Was it about twenty five minutes, thirty minutes? If there's no Depends traffic, what time of day? In the winter, it's <laughs> yeah, at like,
1: your times, it'd they, be fine. In the winter, it's fine, like three yeah. hours. Yeah, you don't work nine to five, so you know that's no. Yeah, your right. times would work. I work from five to nine, and it's yeah. nine p.m. Right.
0: What do you think of that action? No. But no, hey, we, we your got a times lake to work. the
2: west of us here. It's called Lake Minnetonka. I mean, <laughs> pretty nice poop. area. Part where people poop.
0: Man, <laughs> where people poop. In the, in the, What is that bay called again? <laughs> oh yuck! What's it Big, Island. Big Island. Big, Big Island. Island. Big Island. Island that's oh, right. that place. Yeah, I like to yeah.
3: take walks around Lake <clears> Okeechobee.
0: <throat> well, that I'll never forget. That brand <laughs> new disc jockey at what a WXKY or what? Yeah, was it? Yeah, something
3: like that. <laughs> something like that.
0: First week on the air, and this moron. You might want to ask somebody because. <laughs> I was sent the audio during my show, but the morning guy on the the new morning guy says, "Beautiful day here in Minnesota. That's why we love to live here." It's first day, but he we love to live here. As a matter of fact, it is so beautiful. I think after the show, I'll go take a walk around Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> well, you better get walking. <laughs>
3: is it like five hundred miles?
0: If you and go I in and out of five hundred miles, five <laughs> hundred
5: miles. <laughs>
6: Uh, like,
0: yeah, let's not say let's take a walk around Lake shall yeah. we? I think even if you just go the roads, it's like 50 miles.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah. It's got 100 miles of shoreline, yeah. 100 miles, and that's just in the box, right? So, yeah, it would oh take a while. my God. It's a yeah. big
0: lake. What a maroon. <laughs> <laughs> what a maroon. I love okay, bugs. I, I love, love to win Bugs Bunny call people maroons. <laughs> what a maroon. They couldn't run that anymore, you know. They they There's couldn't. No way, Elmer Fudd. People would have a fit. They took I, it
2: off the air. I,
0: I haven't know. seen any. I think book they book. took it off the air like forty years ago. But, yeah. but honestly, got a, what was his deal? He had a, a crazy but He had a, like a speech yeah. impediment. Yeah, right. speech yeah. impediment. Mm-hmm. No way to get away with that these days. Probably not. I don't know why not. I mean, come on, let's go.
2: Have a sense of humor.
0: How about if you have a speech impediment <clears throat> and wear blackface? What about that? <laughs> That'd be good.
5: One should cancel the other. They're both disabilities, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. That's very funny, Doug.
5: Thank you. Smart ass that you
0: all know. Unbelievable. Uh oh. New breaking news just happened just now. Trump sues the DA in Manhattan. Why is he suing the DA in Manhattan?
2: Because they want his tax returns.
0: Oh, is that why do they want his tax but returns? They're still on that? Yeah. Jeez. Oh,
2: they renewed that again. They're. they're...
0: So what, what what so what do they think that the tax returns are going to tell them?
2: Oh, the tax evasion.
0: Oh, tax evasion?
2: Yeah. Has to do with the Storm Stormy
4: Daniels? At this oh, point, he has like what? 3 more months or something. I mean, just
5: No, the next election is uh a year from November. A year from November. And he'll be uh, president if, if he doesn't win the re-election months. until So technically he might still win this coming the January. Election, so Oh, I think he's got a really good chance of yeah. winning the election.
4: It's Unless just, the Republicans finally managed to find someone who's, you know, not bland. No, they're, they're shutting down Splitting the, the ticket thing is they're, not...
2: going, they're going all in on Trump. They, yeah, they, they won't yeah, let him yeah. uh, go through mm, the primary last process. time
5: anybody tried to do that was Ronald Reagan in 76. He tried to split the Republican ticket. Oh, that's ticket. right, he did. Yeah. Boy, did he piss off the GOP.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: he did. Four years
5: later, they thought he was awesome.
0: Yeah, so, hey. That's very true. And then, of course, Johnny Carson, the greatest line about Ronald Reagan... You see who was elected president of the United States? Ronald Reagan. And I see it's already affecting him. His hair has turned prematurely orange. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Carson. See, that's what I loved about him. He would go after everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was very balanced. If oh, he told a
5: yeah. uh, Democrat joke, he would then, the next, very next exactly. joke. Exactly. He would rip I, Earl Butts or whoever it was. Earl like, Butts. I haven't heard that moment in a while. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Earl Butts. That's actually
5: a real guy, Andy. It yeah. is a real guy, yes. I know. Talk
0: about getting in
5: trouble for saying something really, really dumb.
0: Uh, what are you going to do? But I wish I do wish we still had that whole deal. Although I did see Stephen Colbert went after Elizabeth Warren pretty hard the other night. Yeah, I
5: watched Colbert last night, and I, God, he went after a couple of people, and it was really pretty funny. God, he does a really good Bernie imitation. Oh, does he? Yeah, he does. <laughs>
7: yeah,
2: got and everything. He does
7: a great one. Yeah. It is good.
3: Well, he found out he's related to him.
7: Oh, he did? Oh, really?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Larry David is like, I don't know, like fourth cousins or no, something. No, oh, we're talking about Stephen
0: Colbert. Oh, Stephen
3: Colbert. Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about, yeah. Well, Larry Curtis. David
0: is related to Bernie Sanders
3: that's he,
0: not he, he didn't absolutely.
3: know that till after he started doing the imitations of them when he was running for president <laughs> <That was very laughs> he funny. found out they're related <clears throat> they're
0: actually related
2: Well, that's all right yeah. go after your your own even exactly.
0: harder absolutely true uh do you think there's going to be any big swing no matter who wins the presidency coming up here in you know about uh, 14 months? Is it really going to have that big an effect on the American population? I mean, do you think they're really going to raise taxes through the roof? And I just don't see that happening.
2: If it's you? a Democrat? Yeah. Well, I, in my view, the only thing that I – the number one issue is the environment. I mean, to yeah. me, that's what I'm more, more most offended by right now is just taking down all these safeguards – and uh, opening up uh, parks for drilling more oil i mean it to me that's the biggest problem we have and why would you take a take a chance with your environment i mean it's it's like getting in your car and you're going well i feel lucky today i'm not going to put my seatbelt on yeah you do it every time right you don't mess with the environment that's that's my issue
0: yeah but we don't do anything about it either that's the big problem i have is you, The big polluters are in India, Africa, and China, right.
4: and we don't do a damn thing about that. We don't criticize them for it. Yeah, even Not if we went right list. to like zero emissions, zero garbage tomorrow, the total impact would be like maybe 10%.
5: Actually, China's making really great strides. They're getting strides. better. They've figured out what's going on. You know, if you live in Beijing and you buy a—they only have so many license plates. It's like a lottery to get a license plate to own a car. And if you buy a a car with an engine, internal combustion, you pay 100% tax in beijing and hope you get a license plate if you buy an electric car there's no tax at all so they i think they realized when when they had the olympics there that they had kind of an issue with air pollution <laughs> so it really wasn't yeah. that different within the united states was you're my age you remember what it was like in the late 60s and oh yeah you know smog yeah. and and remember la the, and
2: a remember lot the, of the native that would cry he'd walk oh, yeah. down the street and all that i well, mean actually, actually was italian he was an italian but oh he the, was yeah. he was italian <laughs> That's, That's probably one of the up. most memorable... Tom, why are you telling me
0: that?
3: <laughs> you just ruined, just ruined the whole thing.
0: <laughs> he, he did it forever, and he, the guy's name was like Vito Vescalino. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry. But,
5: you know, think of it, how, how, how great that commercial was, because 60-some years later... We remember it. We remember, oh, yeah. and yeah. people that weren't even born then know about it. Yeah, right? they I do. I mean, that's just it very was
4: Aspera Oscar de Corti. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Close and enough. Cultural Aspera
4: Aspera Aspera Oscar de <laughs> mm-hmm. Chief Espera, they called him. Chief
0: Despera, they call
2: Despera. <laughs> <laughs> So isn't India about ready to pass China with the highest population? Yes. I don't know If they know haven't that.
4: already, let's see. I believe that is true, yes. Yeah. I mean, and... at some
2: point, aren't they going to be forced to, to look look in the mirror and make changes? All the plastic
0: in the ocean, pretty much, 90% of it comes yeah. out of India and China.
4: Yeah, let's see. looks like within the next couple of years, is going to pass China. Yeah. Because mm. China's growing by 0.4%, but India's growing by 1%. So, That's a lot.
0: I talked to a couple of uh, professors. Uh, one of them was in Kentucky, and the other one was in Colorado, and they didn't really want me to identify them, but they said, to be totally honest with you, there is no way the world's coming to an end in the next 100 years not even a chance of that happening and they both said and this this is independent they said what's going to happen if nothing is done in the eastern hemisphere mother nature is going to kill them all
4: that's yep. exactly what yeah, they the said yeah the eastern hemisphere is where things are going to go down yes you know
2: look and at nature. the Now well, you never record. know though
5: here's i mean there's there's variables that you can't account for here's here's a good one Yellowstone is like one of the largest volcanoes in the world. That's
4: if true. That thing goes oh, off. Oh yeah, that thing well, That's a nuclear well, winter. Yeah.
5: That's true. And you don't know.
4: But pollution wouldn't cause that. No,
5: no, 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 no. That's, that's just
4: <laughs> yeah. What if? Unlike the uh, San Andreas Fault or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that pretty much. I mean, would wipe there are some the time West bombs. Coast. You just
5: ne- you don't know if they're going off in next mm-hmm. year or in another millennia.
0: Boy, speaking of California, you see that poor bastard on the news last night? He runs uh, some kind of coffee shop or something in San Francisco. In the last year, two separate people have bitten him on the arm so bad that they had removed entire chunks of, of flesh. What? Yeah, they, he was on the news last night. They would get mad. they come in, there. they'd go in, uh, into his coffee shop, and they go in the bathroom and, and shoot up. Oh. And so he would come out and go, I really, you know, you really can't come in here and do that anymore. It's illegal. I w- could lose my license. My business would go right on. You just can't do that. Both of them leaned over and bit him on the arm. San wow. Francisco for you. <laughs> and, and one of them bit him so hard, they, they did muscle damage. Wow, oh Jesus. Who oh, that
1: must have hurt. How do you even? Oh, move? yeah, like that horse had bit you. Bite Shut up, my <laughs> Every God. time I hear
0: oh,
3: that, that, that horse story, I real oh. horse. That of, <laughs>
1: know, this horror story. You know, Tom, it's a horror story. He's wearing the 12-Galping hat. It did yeah. come out, right? Yeah, thank you. It was his first great. sighting of the his, uh, porn guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: no, every time he, the, he tells that story, I immediately go to the great outdoors scene with John Candy and the horse where it was biting him. Oh, he was trying God. to lead the horse because the horse bucked him off because he didn't want to carry him anymore.
0: you know that story, Scott? No. Very quickly. <laughs> Catherine calls me. This is back when we lived on the farm. She goes, uh, "I forgot to put the stallion in. Would you go put, just put him in his? In his? Uh, I was going to say cell, but it's stall, <laughs> stall, <laughs> yeah. stall. It's not a cell." Well, I, I'm from North Minneapolis. Nice area. owner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know nothing about horses. I got no idea. So I thought the lead it'd be like a dog leash. You just take the end of the lead and you sure lead him. A the good
4: horse, you can do that with. Yeah, probably true. But a stallion, not so much. They so won't I grab be. it.
0: I, I realized later you're supposed to grab it right under the chin and lead him in that way. But I didn't know. I've never been around horses in my whole life. So I'm leading him in. I'm walking in. All of a sudden, he leans over and bites me on my left tricep. Ow. And I mean hard, right? Oh,
3: and that's a sensitive spot. Oh, God,
0: did that hurt. <laughs> did you punch him? I wheeled around... Boom! I no. hit him right in the face. He looked at me like, <laughs> wow, a, tough guy. Like huh? Yeah, tough guy. Huh? He, now was gonna look at me like, that didn't hurt at all.
3: What's your problem? Yeah, what's your deal?
0: Oh my God! Did that hurt? Those big giant horse oh, teeth.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh. So painful. did you get him in there? Yeah, yeah. And then when he started laughing <laughs> <laughs> after I punched him,
2: he's like,
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in. <laughs> you got you, you, you made me laugh. I'll go on this call stall. <laughs> my God, you
3: were his entertainment for the day.
0: We're gonna wrap it up here. That, that's the first hour already. My God, we'll be back. Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for ten years or one hundred fifty thousand miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest, Jeff Abraham. The book, The Show Won't Go On, The Most Shocking, Bizarre, and Historic Deaths of Performers on Stage. Well, this can't be good. Hey, Scott, you ever died on stage? Thank you very much. Uh,
2: I'm dead. I can't talk. (laughs) I
0: I can't talk. I'm dead. Jeff, how are you?
10: I'm doing great today, publication date, so I'm doing great. There's
0: nothing wrong with publication, man. Getting that book out there is a good idea. How did you get inspired to to write a book about people who have died on stage?
10: It happened just a little over 15 years ago. I went to see an Elvis tribute show. A man named Al Devorin who did not originate the phrase, but he made it popular. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. Thank you and good night. And he was this was Saturday night at the end of the show. he was milling about in the lobby tell, telling stories, and someone said, "When are you going to write a book?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I know. I have time. Monday morning, <laughs> I'm watching the news. It was killed in a car accident this Sunday morning and i and I was thinking about, you know everybody always says, "Oh man, that last show I saw someone's last show, or I could have gone to that concert, you know and You know, Elvis had died the day before he was supposed to go in concert. Uh, Hank Williams was coming back from a show, and I knew about Dick Shawn collapsing. I said, maybe that could be a book. And I wrote the title, The Show Won't Go On, which I I will admit is a pretty good title, but that's all I wrote. (laughs) And a gentleman named Bert Kearns, my great writing partner, Mm -hmm. said, shut up or put up. And about three years ago, we decided to put pen to paper and, and uh, made the uh, book a reality.
0: Now you're talking about uh, on the live stage, on television, and movies—the whole shoot. Um, re-
10: any- with anywhere with an audience. With the original yeah. title, actually, was like the 99 most shocking, and the authors thought, the publishers thought—no pun intended—it was a little bit of an overkill. It was too much. Oh yeah. So we, we we had a criteria. We chopped it down. There really had to be an audience. So there are there's. T- television is very is really not represented. We decided not to do athletes and stuntmen and things uh-huh. of that nature. Yep. Really, anything really on a live stage. We kind of lead up to certain things, like um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, the first televised uh, death on television, but it, literally with an audience. We do. You know, there is some television in there, of course, with the famous Dick Cavett episode. Which one? Uh, J.I. Rodale, a health expert of all people. Oh, no, died. no, Jeff, no. <laughs> no, as Dick, I, this is not my line. Dick Cavett said the gods of television were very good to me. So he's interviewing a guy named J.I. Rodale of Rodale Press.
6: Mm-hmm. Yep.
10: And he was a guest on the show, and he was did a wonderful segment. He moved over one chair, and the next guest was... Uh, newspaper columnist Pete Hamill and all of a sudden they heard a it almost sounded like a snoring sound Mm. and they realized something was not right they thought he was having a heart attack and he literally did have a heart attack it it was kind of like the death rattling sound leaving your body and (laughs) the episode never aired and people have come up come up to Dick Cavett to this day and said look on your face when that gentleman he goes unless you were in the audience it never aired well, a good friend of mine worked for Dick Cavett Productions and says, and said to me, if you sell this book, we, I will allow you to watch this episode. Oh, my God. So Bert God. and I are the first journalist civilians ever to see this episode. So we give a very detailed and accurate, and there's a lot of misconceptions. People had always thought that Dick had said when he heard what sounded like a store, am I boring you? But that line was never uttered on the show.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that in there. There are a lot of, yes, I was at Woodstock. Oh, really? You're one of the 85 million who are at Woodstock? (laughs) Is that right?
10: Absolutely.
0: It's one of those deals, isn't it? Yeah, that's very, very quickly, I I also do a morning show. I've been on this morning show for like 35 years. And Nancy Culp, who played Jane Hathaway on the Beverly Hillbillies, Of course, yeah. Yeah, she called in to be on the show, and we used to have a spoof interview. A guy named, because we hated all radio names. So since it was a spoof interview, we we referred to him as the Chucker.
6: The Chucker.
0: Because it was the phoniest name we could ever think of, right? (laughs) So the Chucker interviews Nancy Culp. She hangs up the phone. And dies. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god! That was, oh. that was a little unsettling. Yeah, she died right after she did the interview. I'm like, oh my god! So, so Jeff, I I understand where you're coming from here, man.
10: And we uh, have radio people in the book. Um, oh, you do. Alexander Wolcott, the great New York, sure. um, yeah. you know, dr- drama uh, writer, you know, um, was doing a radio show, and he had passed a note. I'm not feeling well and then was taken out, had a heart attack, and died. So there have been cases of um, people who have been on the air, and the, the record kept on playing over and over again. The audience at home had no idea the person they had just been listening to had had a heart attack.
0: Our morning guy on the, the very station I worked for, KQ, KQRS Radio in Minneapolis, back many, many years before, it was K. Adam and K. Eve, get it? Adam and Eve, AM, right. AM, FM. But uh, the morning guy died on the air. Yeah, he, he just.
10: Wow. Oh, you have to send me those names. We are we, we are working on a sequel. Believe it or not, since we handed in the book, we've had about a, a dozen people um,
6: oh, yeah, die,
10: inclu- including someone over this weekend, uh, a performance artist in Spain. You know, they caught her on oh, fire with pyrotechnics. Yeah. Yeah. Hit her yes. with a, fire- a-
4: firework. Oops. Right?
10: Ow! <laughs> yeah.
0: She's a very pretty young woman, that's sad. Yeah. A very promising career
4: ahead of her. Do yeah. you include uh, cases like Christine Chubbuck? Yeah. Oh.
10: Who's they Christine? Get,
4: please? Uh, well, that's that was my question, because she was the first person to kill herself live on air.
10: Oh
0: my god! And I thought some
4: people oh, might not newsca- like to learn about that. But she's a
0: newscaster. She was. When she listened to the morning show? <laughs> <laughs> do anyone in? <laughs> Took right you know.
10: Up. It- it's easy to make jokes about this, but the one thing we really wanted to do in this book is really make it a celebration of these performers. Good,
6: yeah, that's and a good
10: thing. Because we were interviewing, you know, children or spouses of these performers who are to this day like Dick Shawn. You know, we talked to his son. He, you know, he still cries. You know, we talked to yeah. the Amazing yeah. Joe, an uh, escape artist who was buried alive, and talked to his son. So, oh. it, yeah, you know, it's 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 easy to make you know. You know, titter and things like that. But, you know, we, the book is not about, ha ha, this person right. collapsed on stage. Right. It's just cataloging and celebrating these great performers. But at the same time, there are certain, certain endings that are so amazing that you couldn't make this up. The, the One of my favorite entries is the first one in the book a woman named Jane Little, who's about four foot eleven, had the. Guinness Book of World record for the longest tenure with an orchestra. She was with the uh, Atlantis Symphony Orchestra. She c- had health problems, came back, and had a heart attack during the encore of her show, of the orchestra. That alone would have been a pretty good story. The song she was playing, there's no business like show business. <laughs> I
6: mean, you, you,
10: you oh, can't, sad. You can't make those things up.
0: No, that's for sure. Do you think, Jeff, part of it is the stress of performing? Because I don't think most people who are not performers, I don't think they understand how stressful it can be to to, to, to be on stage performing.
10: Believe it or not, the most dangerous occupation we came across was orchestra conductors. Really? And I think the life they live on the road, the bad food, the hotels, the rigorous two hours of waving a baton – has caused more heart attacks than you would believe. So that certainly does not I mean, there's a lot of, you know, dietary and health problems. Because so many of the, you know, if we're not, unless we're talking about Carl Walenda, you know, dropping, you know, 125 feet or oh, yeah. a magician being killed by a bullet. Ugh. The book is really filled with so many heart attacks. The the, the whole thing was to make, to find performers and stories that were intriguing because otherwise, the book would have been read like, and he had a heart attack, and he had a heart attack. <laughs>
3: right. Well, Jeff, and did especially you...
10: and everyone says they know the they know the book, it's it's the opposite of a murder mystery. Everybody knows the beginning of the uh the uh the chapter.
3: Well, yeah, Jeff, did you did I don't know if it's included in this book, but did you mention the magician of Tommy Cooper? He died on stage. And he Very just, much so. Yeah, um, he just you know, kind of we, collapsed, and everyone started laughing. They oh, thought it was part of the oh,
10: act because he
3: was kind of a comedic oh.
10: magician. And there's you a know, YouTube the, video. That's the worst thing about a comedian dying on stage. Everyone thinks, oh, he's doing a new bit of business. Right. When right. he's <laughs> Dick Sean, he goes. So t- yeah, Tommy Cooper, who's kind of like the. Uh, English equivalent of a gentleman we have here in America, Carl Ballantyne, a magician where all the tricks would go wrong. And for you Beatle fans, the name Tommy Cooper is name-checked and give peace a chance. So Tommy was doing a a live television appearance, and he fell backwards. And (sighs) someone said, oh, it's a new bit. And then someone who knew him said, Tommy had health problems. There's no way he was going (sighs) to take a fall like that on stage. So they literally had to drag him behind the curtain, And the rest of the show had to go on. And one of the other acts that went on after him was Donny Osmond. (laughs) And there was a a comedy duo, and one of those members years later died of a heart attack. And it became a a badge in England for performers saying, I hope I don't go out like Tommy Cooper.
6: Just fall backward. Believe it or not, that clip
10: survives on YouTube if you so dare – you can watch it. You can go to our website, com. but you will, you can find a clip of Tommy Cooper meeting his demise.
0: Well, Jeff, a lot of, I don't know about a lot, but but a number of, of musicians, mostly rock performers, have died on stage, haven't they?
10: Um, electri- we, we, we've seen some electrocutions. Right. We've seen heart attacks. Curtis Mayfield um,
0: didn't die, but the, thing, the light tower fell on him and killed him uh, a short time later. So he didn't die on right. stage, but it it, it fell right off. Yeah, on we him.
10: call he and Jackie Wilson, Curtis Mayfield and Jackie Wilson. We right. call that the long goodbye. Yeah, yes. Um, and interestingly enough, um, yesterday or today, Jackie Wilson was supposed to receive his posthumous star on the Walk of Fame, oh. and his wife had a heart attack oh. and just died like a week ago. Oh no! <laughs>
0: oh, oh, that's sad. I and loved that's
10: in the tradition of Louis Armstrong's second wife, who he still had a wonderful relationship, seven months after Louis Armstrong had died in Chicago. Um, there was a memorial concert for him in Chicago, and she was playing the piano, and she died of a heart attack in mid-performance at a tribute concert to her late husband. God,
0: oh, God. Louis Armstrong, his story... People probably don't know this. A lot of people don't know it anyway, that uh, President Nixon... And Louis Armstrong ran into each other, getting off airplanes, and I can't even remember what it was. I think it was in New York. I'm not sure, though. Okay. But they're getting off the airplane, and they had to go through, because uh, they were coming in from, you know, another country. They had to go through global entry or whatever it was called back then. I don't even know what it was called. Right. But Richard Nixon, president of the United States at the time, said, Louis... You're going to have to wait in that line forever. Why don't you just give me your luggage, and I'll take it through, and then you can just go through and not have to go through all that really? rigmarole. He goes, yeah, absolutely. Louis Armstrong told the story many years later. Those two suitcases had four pounds of
9: pot. <laughs> I, I, mean, that, that
10: was, I was going to guess that punchline. Yeah,
9: Louis um, did like to uh, have a little reefer every now A little and then.
10: Reefer every now then,
6: huh?
0: How about that story,
6: though?
0: Yeah, they did. Say again? I'm, I said, can you imagine giving the president of the United States four pounds of <laughs> pot to carry through customs? It's unbelievable. But he thought it was very funny. I know that. But, you know, the president was a big, uh, you know, fan of Louis Armstrong. So, oh,
8: yeah. Um, Maybe the president smoked a little geef once in a while. Maybe he had a little toque once <laughs> in a while.
0: was a possibility. The reason I was told that that Nixon was a uh, a fan of Louis Armstrong, and I guess Johnny Carson used to tell the story all the time that right. Louis Armstrong did a command performance for the Queen of England, and he played a couple of songs, and then all of a sudden he goes to the mic and he goes, we're going to lay this next one on the Queen. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. You're going to lay it on the Queen, are you? <laughs> all right, Louis.
10: Yeah, he I don't know. He did have a wild, wicked sense of humor. He, he did, yeah. To, uh, I was at the wonderful Armstrong Museum, and um, the, uh, we interviewed the archivist for the book, and he collected dirty jokes and things like that. He had a wonderful sense of humor.
6: It
0: is amazing. Uh, we only have about a minute left. If there's one person that really hit you hard, uh, that's in, in in your book, who would would there be one person like
10: that? Um, like I mentioned, Jane Little was a, a, a yeah. wonderful one. Yeah. But I think the story of Carl Willenda, you know, who yeah. did say, "I'd rather die on the wire than in bed," <sighs> and back in the '60s. When it was the family, the Flying Walendas, well mm-hmm. they were doing the human pyramid, where seven people were, you know, mounted one on top of the other on a high wire, and the, and they fell, and two of them were killed, one was paralyzed, and they went on and kept on performing. Mm-hmm. And when we interviewed Nick, our first question was, at one point, does the family say, you know, we're we're done, we're no longer in the high wire business? But they never did. They, the sh- in their case, the show did go on and on and on. It and did. Nick does it to this day?
0: And Nick's sister actually fell off the wire too and almost died. She broke. I don't know yeah, how many bones.
10: Um, and Nick says he's changed. You know, he used to pre- not want to perform with an airbag, but now he says if I'm performing with fam- family members, I do perform with an airbag. I don't want to put anyone else's life in danger. Yeah. Yep. And, he, and he says he, it, it doesn't really make that much of a difference to the audience if there's an airbag or not, it gets the same reaction. The old days, people used to go to the auto races and go, it might be the day, hey, maybe this is the, the, <laughs> the day so someone falls off the wire. But I think we've, we've become a, hopefully a little more sophisticated and we're not rooting for an untimely death.
0: I think you're right. The show won't go on. The most shocking, bizarre, and historic deaths of performers on stage. Jeff Abraham, appreciate your time today, sir. Thank you.
10: Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Have a good day. We'll be back Bye-bye. with the family. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500
2: on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why not bank with my banker North American Banking Company a better banking experience member FDIC an equal housing lender yeah baby we are back ladies and gentlemen look at you what are you in a daze over no. there You're
3: just listening to music. you just love
0: that song it's all true. So we can talk about TV shows because, no, Darkness Dave announced the start date of his TV show, right?
3: Yes. His show, The Holzer Files, will premiere on Travel Channel October 3rd. It's a Thursday
0: night. Yes. And yeah.
3: then October 4th, Travel Channel is doing a four-hour live ghost hunt in Salem right. yeah. with Dave. So he's not
0: going to be here to help us move on October 4th? <laughs> no. <Damn it. laughs>
3: I, I'll be here, though.
0: Oh, you're not going to be out there?
3: Nope. Why I'll be not? at home with the kids.
0: Why are you not going?
3: Because I have to be at home with the
0: kids. How old's your oldest child?
3: In the house, is 17. He's don't...
0: old enough to take care of well, everybody. Don't seven, worry about
3: my 7-year-old begged it every need... <laughs> He needs his mom <laughs> yeah, well, 24-7. I understand that completely. He started second grade today. He oh, so he did? was so cute. Second yes. grade? Yeah. He's just like, well, yeah, hold Mom, him I got it. back a few it. years? No. I
0: thought he was 7.
3: He is 7.
0: It, oh, is that how you are, old you are in second grade? I started school a year early. That's why I never know. It doesn't. I go, why? What?
3: He started kindergarten late because of. Uh, oh, he did
0: developmental and
3: delays, all. and plus he wasn't born until January. Yeah, that Now, like do my my middle it. one, his birthday's the beginning of October. He started kindergarten late because of where his birthday fell. Cause yeah, that does happen. If he would have started kindergarten when he was five, he would have been only four the month before when school started. So they made him wait a whole year. Yeah. So yep. it just depends on where your birthday falls, I guess.
8: Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, but you started kindergarten when you are four. I was four, yeah. I was four when I started kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Get and them some, out of the
3: house. Yeah. They don't do it till five now. Why? I don't know. Everything's they preschool up yeah, until five. And then once you hit five years old, depending on where your birthday falls in the year, you start kindergarten. So if you have a late birthday, sometimes they suggest you start the following year so you'd be an older kindergartner
8: so you can pee up on kids
3: apparently so
8: <laughs> oh, rather than learn how to defend yourself
3: i guess i oh. don't know
8: i don't know I, I, I never knew any difference so i okay so i was younger in the class so
3: uh, yeah well uh, you learn I, fine so you're a doctor you're doing good I, well, well I don't, uh, don't go that far. <laughs> no don't go that far please let <laughs> that not go
6: that
0: seriously. far with it yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I so it's seven in second grade, okay.
3: Seven or eight, just depending. Eight.
0: Oh, might be eight? Yeah, really? depending on where, <laughs> w-
3: when you started kindergarten. Well, I didn't
0: know that. Mm-hmm. So you could so you don't oh six, then you would start kindergarten at
3: six. Five or six is usually oh, kindergarten so first boring. grade. Oh my god. Seven I or been eight, bored. second grade. It was boring
0: at four. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, guys yeah, like let's pick it up. Here we go.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but I went to school. Let's go. See, the I problem I
0: had is back in the day for a few years, it was only for like three years though in school, you had to wait for everyone to finish. Oh, God, it was horrible. I don't remember why that initiative was put in place or that unclear thinking, but literally, a couple of us would, here, Here's your assignment, and we'd finish the assignment about an hour, and about a month later, finally the <laughs> kid in the back could wrap it up. <laughs> oh my God!
3: All I know is the first day of school, you can hear parents cheering across the country, oh, and wine yeah. coolers opening up. Yeah, it's true. And they're in school; we can relax now.
1: It's
8: true. Yeah. That's why my mother sent. That's why our mother sent us to school at four. <laughs> <laughs> go, get get, those, out. Get, those, get Get that, them out that here. bottle of vodka. Not your mom. Well, not my mom either. But no, nah, there's you know, none of that. There's true. none of that whole. Get deal. them out of here. <laughs> that, a whole, that was an
0: interesting thing, starting school every year. Yeah, oh, you never know it. what psychopaths I they'd know. be bringing in. <laughs> the, the, what do they got this year?
8: Yeah, hated school. Hated. I hated all the social aspects of school. It was all the forced socialization. I God, I hated it all. Did God,
0: you, uh Should I tell ugh. Scott my wonderful story about being in the boys' room when we were in like second grade?
8: Oh, wait.
0: there was a, a school assembly at St. Joseph's School that used to be in on Eleventh and Fourth in North Minneapolis. It's where the bridge crosses over in 94 now. This mm-hmm. is where the school and the church used to be. So a couple of us guys, and by the way, the guy who said this got stabbed to death in prison. So what? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> friend yeah. of yours, right?
0: <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah, it was my <laughs> classmate. Absolutely. But um, so he goes, hey man, let's go hang out. We're so I'm at this point. I guess I had just turned six. Maybe I was still five, even. I don't know. Second grade? Four? have been six. So I was in six, yeah. I would have been six. So let's, let's go hang out. I don't want to do this. Let's go hang out in the boys' room. So he and another guy and I went and just hung out there so we didn't have to go to assembly. <laughs> I'm already causing problems, and I'm six. So Mother Superior walks in. And you have to understand that she did not know what he meant, Okay. Mm-hmm her response to what he did, she did not know what he meant. We walk in. She walks in and she goes, what are you boys doing in here? And the guy who ended up stabbed in prison said, oh, we're just fucking around. She <laughs> goes, well, stop fucking around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking like a wall. At <laughs> five? You remember all this stuff at five? Oh,
0: God, yeah. I remember back at three years old. I remember I... things when I was three years old. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I,
2: I I don't have many memories. It, it, just Trauma.
0: So well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Usually, your first memory yeah. is trauma. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
8: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember having my tonsils out at four and a half, or you know, right <coughs> really? around, right around four week. and a half. And and I and I remember, you know, they gave you the spiel. I said, "Hey, all the ice cream, all the popsicles you want. Oh, no, yeah. this is like yeah. heaven. You know, easy sell for four yeah. So I, I remember going to the. And that was a time when your parents wouldn't stay with you afterwards. And I remember going to the hospital. And taken to the operating room. And I remember breathing the ether. It was the ether really? drip. Oh, it was serious stuff. Really? I had the time. So I, I, show up in the next room and sick as a, you know, puking because of the ether. Just horrible that way. And they and they say, hey, was that like a popsicle or like some ice cream. I say, I'll take that ice cream. Come on, let's go. And I remember to this day I took that ice cream, swallowed it, couldn't swallow because it, it hurt so bad. Oh God! And yeah. I was angry at that. I remember being angry <laughs> sure. at the doctor, saying, "Look, you didn't give me informed consent. You lied <laughs> to me." Four <laughs> <years> <laughs> I, that's four years I said, "Where is your informed consent?" <laughs> and, and at that point on, I never trusted anybody what anybody said. I really didn't. I always had doubts about what they said based really? on that call. Oh, well, I that. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's why in my it, practice, informed consent is just key because I, I'm, I'm not going to. Do do people into stuff?
2: You know what my earliest memory is as a child? It was 1962. I was four. I remember watching on a black and white television the wagon with JFK's body in it. I didn't oh, know yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And I remember John John going like this. My parents being really sad. And I remember asking my mom, why is that boy doing that? Right, and why is right. everybody sad? Yep. I, I, that's my first thing I can remember. Crystal clear
0: man jack handy baby he covered that later you know jack handy is no wrote some of the funniest lines ever so this little four-year-old boy is walking down the beach with his father and it starts raining and the little boy says to his father dad why does it rain he goes oh when it rains it means that god is crying he goes why is god crying he goes I don't know. Probably something you did.
1: <laughs> one Thanks, of the greatest Dad.
0: lines ever. And God's crying because you're so horrible as a four-year-old.
6: <laughs>
0: That's one of the greatest of all time. Oh,
8: if it? I would have known that, I would have told that to Josh. Oh, and yeah. I told That's him that. something you did.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Jack Andy was very, very funny. He That's wrote for Leland. Saturday Night Live for a while. Yeah, they had a did couple they?
5: segments on there. They were they really yes.
0: funny. That's where he first, yep. yeah, we, the first exposure was on Saturday Night Live.
3: I love it.
0: Leland is ready to go. All righty. Sounds good to me. Oh, Leland Chapman
3: he's mm-hmm. ready
0: to go. Leland, how are you?
4: Leland. so be there. Could be doing better, apparently. Leland. <laughs> where
0: are you, Leland? I'll do my movie trailer voice the whole time. Uh, oh, WGN, America's highly anticipated unscripted series. Dogs there most want. Oh, we got Leland not I Leland. Think. No, Leland's oh, not there. Never mind.
6: Hmm. God. Oh, there uh-huh. you are. Leland, you ready to go? Hi.
0: How are you? Sir. Sure. It's going smoothly. <laughs> Leland. Uh, Dogs most wanted to premiere Wednesday, September 4th, tomorrow night. At uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, Leland Chapman, son to dog. Leland is an American bail bondsman and bounty hunter known as one of the stars of A&E Network Reality Television Program, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Obviously, Leland, uh, you know, uh, terrific sadness just a short time ago. Sorry to hear about that whole situation, right? How are you doing? Thank you. Absolutely. I'm doing all
9: right, hanging in there. Excited for... uh... For the show to premiere,
0: can't wait. I could understand that, ladies and gentlemen. A&E Network reality television program, Dog the Bounty Hunter. He also starred in the uh, country music television documentary, Dog and Beth on the Hunt. So, how's the family? The family doing well now? They okay?
10: Uh,
9: you know, it's it's touch and go. Of course, everybody's still grieving. And, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. You know, with the grieving process, there's different stages, so, you know, everybody's kind of dealing with it on their own, and uh, trying to stay busy, and, and uh, trying to keep our minds busy.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. Leland, you gotta be very, very proud, and I'll move on, I know you don't want to spend the whole time talking about this, but, you know, I've been a big fan uh, for years. Um, your father handled that extremely well, I thought. I thought he showed a lot of class, and he I mean, he acted like a real man. He adored uh, your mother, and but he adored Beth, and, and, uh, you know, it came. It was very, very clear that that was a situation, and he 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 did a really great job. I just wanted to pass that along to you. Thank you. I, I tell him that all the time. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So, tell me about uh, Dogs Most Wanted. It premieres tomorrow night, eight o'clock Central Time. I want to hear all about it, Leland.
9: All right. Well, uh, you know, with this with this series here, we are going after uh, the top ten most wanted all over the country. You know, with Dog the Bounty Hunter and, of course, you know, Dog and Beth on the hunt, we were going after pretty much anybody we could, whether it was a misdemeanor to a felony. Right. But these cases here, they're a little bit more edgier, and, uh, you know, there's there's a lot more at stake as far as the, the crimes that the people have committed and uh, the reason why they're running. So, you know, these guys that we're chasing now, you know, are... Uh, fleeing the state, you know, coming from one state to another, and we we track them down and and bring them back into custody.
0: That's how it should be. How old were you when you got first involved in the whole process? You couldn't have been very old, were you?
10: Uh, I think my
9: very first bounty I went on, I was probably right around 10, 12 years old. I used to dress up like the uh, newspaper boy, and I would go knock on the door, (laughs) try to get the tennis dance door. I would I would step out of the way, and my dad would grab him. And then I would try to lock up. Uh, at first, you know, I kind of thought it was mean, because I was like, man, my that guy was just sitting there watching TV. <laughs> and you know, my dad kidnaps him, throws him in the car, and takes him to jail, you know? So, <clears throat> at first I was like, oh man, I felt bad. But, you know, as I got older, I you know, and I seen the reason for it, you know, yeah, and why yeah. he was, uh, you know, so aggressive. And it was actually, you know, to feed us all of his kids that he had, you know, and to maintain a good life for all of us. So, uh, you know, with that aspect in mind, and as I as I got older and I got into the business myself, I can I can uh, totally see why my dad did everything he did while I was growing up.
0: Yeah, I could understand. It's a dangerous business. There's no doubt about that. How do you know how the family got involved in bounty hunting anyway? How, how did it all start?
9: Uh, well, my dad was in in prison. For, for murder back in uh, 1976. I was nine months old. And, uh, you know, he had two kids, mm-hmm. me and my brother with my mom. And there was a child support uh, oh, yeah. discrepancy yeah. when he got out of jail, you know, and, and basically the judge asked my dad to, to go ahead and pay the child support my dad didn't have no money so the judge said hey you know i think you would be a good bounty hunter you look like a bounty hunter really so if you can bring these guys back to my court and i will pay this month's child support so my really dad, within a couple hours yep had that guy busted took him back in and uh the judge paid my mom that the, the child support for that month and then you know the he just asked my dad if he was lucky or if it was kind of you know something that he was good at and before, before long, you know, my dad was picking up guys and then going to the post office and grabbing the wanted posters off of the and the missing photos off of the wall there. And he just started tracking them down that, and, uh, you know, became a bail bondsman. After they tried to pass laws to get rid of him, you know, he became a bail bondsman and uh, got grandfathered into the business. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how it all started. So, what do you, what do you
0: mean they passed laws to try to get rid of him? What's that all about?
9: Well, they first said that you can't be a bail a bounty hunter if you are if you're not a bail bondsman in the state that oh, he operated I, in. I so he had, had to become a bail bondsman. Then they turned around and said, well, you can't be a bail bondsman if you have a felony conviction. <laughs> so there was already a couple yeah. of, uh, licensed bondsmen in the state at the time. So after uh, after that time, they didn't allow anybody else with a felon to become a, ba- a bail bondsman or bounty hunter. And my dad. Since he was early and established, they grandfathered him in. Well, that's
0: great. I need to take a very quick break, Leland. You can stay with us for a while longer. I hope. Yes, sir. We'll be right back with Leland Chapman, ladies and gentlemen. Dogs Most Wanted. It's tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Back more with Leland Chapman right after this and the family. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for thirty-six months. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutrimost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30 percent off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's resolution sale. Do what I did and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. Forever. Is that your running away from the law music?
3: (laughs) Breaking the law by Judas Priest. Breaking the
0: law, breaking (laughs) the law. Yes, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Leland Chapman, our special guest. WGN's America, WGN America's highly anticipated unscripted series, Dogs Most Wanted, to premiere tomorrow night, eight o'clock Central. Leland, we have Scott Walter in studio with us. Scott uh, can, talks. Well, how you communicate with his dad.
2: Yeah, we follow each other on Twitter. And and Leland, um, if you have a moment next time you see your dad, tell him Scott Walter said hello and congratulations on the new show to both of you guys. And um, he's been a follower of mine uh, for a number of years, um, apparently a fan of America on Earth, and uh, sent me a couple of private messages, and and we sent a message to him when when Beth passed, and obviously that was a tough time, but it's great to see the whole family bouncing back, and uh, please tell your dad, I'm still and always will be a a big fan, and um, good luck to you guys.
0: Yes, sir, I will. Thank you very much. That's terrific. Scott does a pretty good job at his TV show as well, should point that out. <laughs> what night's it on again, and what channel is it on, Scott?
2: Uh, well, you know, it's on Travel Channel. Travel channel eh? Tuesday nights at 10, it aired uh, this summer. Mm-hmm. The last episode aired a few weeks ago, so right. hopefully uh, we'll get another season and, and keep bringing forth um, the truth as best we can.
0: I'll tell you what, that stuff is fascinating. It'll come back.
2: We're going to talk some more, Tom.
0: We're talking more.
2: We're going to talk more about uh, some good good things we're working on. And you know, you had an author on that uh, has a book coming out. Mine's coming out next week. So
0: your book's coming out next week.
2: Next week. How many so books that b- you got. That'll be number ten.
0: God, unbelievable!
2: Uh, I got to get a hobby. Oh, <laughs> I got to get
0: a hobby. Isn't <laughs> that great to hear, though, Leland? I mean, we, we have somebody in studio who's a fan of your dad. They stay Absolutely. in touch because they're TV shows and. That's a that's a really cool It's a hell of a, a hell of a way to be brought up, don't you think, Leland?
9: I do. I, I'm actually watching reruns of the show right now, and I'm yeah, I haven't seen them all, and I'm I'm uh, you know I'm thinking, geez, I can't believe I did that, or you know, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's pretty amazing.
0: No, we've been through. How big a guy are you? Because your your father's got some size to him, doesn't he? He's a big fella.
9: Yeah, he's well, he's, we're about the same. Uh, Height, but you know, he's definitely small, But uh, <laughs> I, put on a, I love that, and, Leland. you know, that works for me. Yeah, I've, I've put on a bunch of weight, and then uh, I was up to <clears throat> I, I would say probably in the last shows, everybody's seen me probably right around 135 to 140 pounds because that's what I fought at. Oh,
6: really, and then
9: since then, yeah, I've got all the way to 180, 185 pounds, uh-huh. but I recently injured myself. And I've been, uh, let's see, I've been down for about a month and a half already, oh, maybe close really? to two months. And uh, I've lost quite a bit of weight, but the doctor says I should, you know, because I can't lift weight, can't do anything before, at the moment, you know. So once uh, once I can get back on the ground again and, and moving around, the doctor said I should put that weight back on quick.
0: That's a good thing. Yeah, you probably want to have some hefty, if you're going to be hauling people away to jail, I would imagine having a little body weights probably yeah well, really when I first
9: moved I lived in Hawaii you know the men over there are, are, are big But yeah. I moved to Alabama and I was like oh my goodness these are some big boys over here too you know so <laughs> oh yeah I decided to yeah start hitting the gym every day I would go two three hours a day geez pretty much every day because when I moved here I didn't have any friends I didn't know nobody so all I all I had was the gym you know and uh I pretty much lived in the gym. And gained a bunch of weight, and it it's helped me as far as my work goes.
0: Isn't that amazing, Leland? You go I to feel a lot areas? better, but yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I I, I got a friend that's from the 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 mountain uh, one of the mountain ranges in Georgia. Nicest guy in the world, just calm, yeah. gentle, nicest man you'd ever want to meet. He is, uh, I think he's six eight and weighs four ten and has very little fat on his body. <laughs> So this is one of the huge, this guy's the size I, of this room. <laughs> Holy God, is I he I believe big. it. I mean, Leland, you you meet a human like that and you go, what happened to you? <laughs> to
9: God. you know, I know exactly that feeling, especially when you have to bring that person into jail. Oh! you <laughs> in a, a taser and a can of mace. Yeah, a taser <laughs> and a can of mace.
0: Well, now, Leland, you, you don't carry heat, do you? You don't carry a gun, do you?
9: Uh, I do, actually, yes, oh, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Only in the mainland. not Yeah, not in Hawaii when I hunt, but pretty no. much everywhere else I go, I do.
0: So what what kind of pistol you got?
9: The world is changing. Uh, it I is. I carry a Glock 19. Oh, that's
0: a, that's a good weapon. I like Glocks.
6: Yep.
0: Yeah, Glock 22, 40, 40 caliber, works for me. Oh, makes a oh, lot yeah. of noise, I, I had the XBM
9: 40. Yeah, oh, you did? Yeah, I had the did. XBM 40 caliber I was carrying for him. For a while, but I switched back over to the Glock 19.
0: Just I can perform a little bit better with it. Yeah, I could understand that. I mean, the, the Glock 40 is a great. It's a. It's a. a Glock 22, I should say. Excuse me. It's a 40 caliber, but it is a lot, though. And one thing: if you don't want to kill someone, just fire one off into the sky. The noise alone will make them pee their pants. <laughs> Man, that gun is loud. Yeah, I, that that is terrific. Do you think you'll be doing this forever, Leland? You think you think you'd be in, in the bounty hunting business for for most of your life?
9: Uh I I honestly I was just thinking about this the other day, and you know it's hard to uh, picture me doing anything else. You right. Know, maybe if I could get a job on a fishing boat somewhere else or something that I enjoy, but other than that, I can't picture myself working at you know McDonald's or any anything like that anymore. That'd so be, uh,
0: that'd be interesting. I, Go I would
9: imagine that. I would have my hand in this business as long as it's around or as long as yeah. I'm around.
0: Yeah, that makes I don't think you can make quite as much money working at McDonald's as you do working on national television. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I
9: tell you. I tell you. But hey, <laughs> trying to get on national that. television is not as easy as they say. Oh, God, no. It's, it's, uh, hey, Leland, definitely what's. A, uh,
1: <coughs> what, what's sort of what, one of the big close calls that, you, uh, that you've had over the Ooh, past good few commission. years? Uh, especially with the, I mean, some of these big. Uh, well, just guys.
9: recently, I was uh, up in Tennessee, and I was I was catching a skip over there from wanted out of Philadelphia. I located him in in uh, a little out of Nashville, and then I had a uh, couple other bounty hunters with me. One was an ex police officer, and uh, I I arrived to the house. It was just me and my my other guy, and uh, we try to surround the house. It was probably 11 o'clock at night. I seen all the lights on. I already had a positive ID because I had somebody watching the house for me as I was on my on my way up. Mm. So I knew my defendant was in there. And, uh, you know, I, I was banging on the doors for probably 20 minutes. One of the, the guy that I was with thought maybe we were at the wrong house. But I told them, you know, the lady that lives here is 75 years old. We've been here for over half an hour pounding on all the windows and doors. Yeah. And I said, if we were at the wrong house, don't you think the lady would have called the police by now? So as we're kind of, uh, you know, discussing our plan, you know, the light comes on. And I am, uh, you know, they were doing some yard work. So I'm standing on a little ledge where it's a cliff on both sides. And I was on a concrete ledge and the the light came on. The guy came out with a shotgun pointed right at my head. I told my buddy if he shoots me, to make sure and shoot him back. uh, (laughs) That's a good idea. And and, and I kind of was talking my way out of it. And, uh, you know, that was probably the closest range I've been. You know, I've had guns pulled on me before, but that one was I could stare straight down the barrel on that one. And uh, I was a little bit nervous. You know, I was, I I don't know if, I don't believe i was scared i was just more nervous because i can tell the guy was drunk and right. you know he was waving the the gun all over the place and i was just more concerned on thinking what kind of bullets does he got inside of that and thinking where would the bullet go and i seen the barrel pointing at my head so i was able to uh walk my way around the bushes talking to the guy you know trying to be uh, rational with him he just wanted this off his property but i kind of fooled him and told him I was just at the store down the street, and I saw the video surveillance of them two together. And then he was like, well, you got me. He kind of dropped his gun. I went into the house and uh, finally arrested the guy that was wanted out of Philadelphia. And he was wanted uh, on charges that on on, uh, Christmas, he invited his neighbor over on Christmas and said, I have a present for you when she came over there. He tried to give himself as a present, and when she denied him, he barricaded her inside of his house and cut her up with a knife and uh, had a six-hour standoff with the SWAT team before they finally arrested him and put him in custody, and then he he split. And, uh, you know, all of his pictures, he looked like Santa Claus, but when I seen him, he had his hair dyed, face completely shaved. Passed him, uh, you know, thank God that you know, I was able to get him in custody and, and uh, safe at the same time.
2: Did oh. the woman survive?
9: That, was, yeah. that one made me a little bit nervous. That's a good question.
2: Did the woman survive?
9: Well, Excuse me, I, can, I couldn't hear you.
2: Sorry. Did the woman survive that he was terrorizing?
9: Yes, he, she survived, but I guess he slashed her across the face, across her breast, and across the legs. Oh, and uh man. So SWAT team got her out of there, and... Uh, you know, he, he stayed in the house for another six hours before he surrendered. And uh, she survived. Yes, sir, she did. So now,
0: Leland, were you just east of Nashville when this happened?
9: Um, I think I was a little northeast of Nash Nashville when it happened.
0: Okay, because it's near Murfreesboro, somewhere over in that area? Uh,
9: yeah, it was a, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can find a perpetrator
9: over there.
2: I will
0: tell you that. I knew exactly where you were, pal. And
2: how do you know this, Tom? (laughs)
0: Well, it's just a thought. Oh, sure. It's just a thought. I'm like, I tell you, Murfreesboro is famous for one thing. More fatal car accidents on I-24 than anywhere else in the United States. People cannot drive worth a damn wow. on that freeway. I don't know what the problem is. It's just unbelievable. Leland, you're the best man. You got to come back as the show goes on. Dogs Most Wanted to premiere tomorrow night, eight o'clock Central Time. We will be tuning in, and yeah, come back about mid-season. We'll we'll talk some more. it will be great. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, Leland. Leland Chapman, ladies and gentlemen. What a nice kid. What a nice guy. Yeah. yeah he's a nice kid. Wow. Herfreesboro, baby.
2: <laughs> I want to hear about Murfreesboro. I'll
0: tell you one very quick thing is true on I twenty four. I've talked about this before, but I don't think it's there anymore because Catherine and I just drove through there uh, in in May. But there's this massive billboard on the right, and there's a Chinese restaurant named Chef Wang. Okay, <laughs> Chef Wang, and Chef Wang must have had a sense of humor because for on the on the picture on the billboard was a woman holding a pair of chopsticks. With a very limp shrimp hanging. Down. <laughs> no way! <laughs>
6: yeah. not,
8: oh, Stop yeah. it!
0: Cassie seen the billboard.
6: <laughs>
8: Chef
0: Wang. It's Chef Wang, and there's this limp shrimp. A limp hanging shrimp.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I'm being
8: played, but it's a good story.
0: <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Oh no, it was there. It was. I, I did not see it though in May. I didn't. I don't know if they took it down or what happened, but. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Maybe they switched it over to a video billboard. It is
0: interesting, though. You go, you know, that, that, that whole thing, you go from Atlanta up to Chattanooga and then over to Nashville. It It is beautiful, first of all. Oh, yeah. The terrain is absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But you can find some hill folk. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You can meet some hill folk up There's there. There's some hill <laughs> people
3: around there. Yes. Yeah. I know.
0: I think it's wonderful. The
3: Blue Ridge Mountains. you got to mm-hmm. love it.
0: Yeah, honest to God, it's just while we're going back, uh the end of October we're going to Nashville.
8: You coming to Nashville? Oh yeah, that's right. You're not no, going. No, to I got the, I got the, se- I got the second grandkid. I'm going to take care of. You're a disaster as a yeah. friend. <laughs> sorry. <of
2: that. laughs> kind of, kind of friend are you, Rob? Yeah, no, I, I, get a friend of you? Just yeah, forget the I, grandkid. I,
8: I, I prioritize the grandchild over, over this friendship. Not overcome. I'm sorry. It's too late. <laughs> you, you, you can't do it.
0: It's me or nothing. That's
8: <laughs> yeah, Well, what, what a, what a, that, that. Uh, but Dog the Bounty Hunter, yeah, you I've know, watched some of those. Man, that particularly when they're in Hawaii, where they just had the pepper spray, and I don't even know if they had a taser. I mean, they yeah. they were running around with these big giant giant <laughs> like yeah, the the, giant uh, cans of bears. spray. Yeah, it. the big Costco can oh. of pepper spray. <laughs> oh man, I thought to myself, man, I can't believe that they, they do that. Because people are nuts. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I tell you, going to where he went, because there are nice parts of Murphy. Well, not nice. There, there are acceptable parts of Murfreesboro. <laughs> But there's that one part, man. They, those hill folk up there. It's like, but this guy was Philadelphia, so he must yeah. have relatives or something. I don't know What, what, do, going
2: what on. do you think the premiums are for his life insurance? Uh, for Leland's, Leland's and his dad.
0: And his dad's got to be huge
2: if they even I have it. I think. I mean, the, you're going yeah. after. Can criminal. you imagine the premiums? Probably not. Though?
8: Well, you're right. Are not. your life insurance premiums based on your health or based on your occupation? I don't know if there's an occupation. Well, question. both
2: both have to f- figure in, I would think.
8: Yeah, because my health insurance is really not
0: that expensive. Because like here in radio, you don't even make an effort, <laughs> so you know <laughs> the premiums go down a little bit.
2: The biggest danger you have are these people right <laughs> here <Everybody laughs> sitting
0: in this room. Scott, great having you in. I'm glad. Thank you're you for the book coming out. The name of the book is. The
2: book is called "The Cryptic Code of the Templars in America: Origins of the Hooked X," and um, I'm really excited about it. It's the best work that I've done, and. Um, Basically, the premise of the book tells the real story of the founding of this country that began up in Kensington, Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. the Kensington Runestone Land Claim.
0: That's phenomenal. And yeah. when are you coming on the show to do it?
2: Anytime you want. I
0: think you're going to come on the morning show, too. I would We're love talk it. Talk about the book. That'd be good. You're too good to me here, but I'll ah, take it. I don't deserve it, but
2: I'll take it. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Thank right. you.
0: Thanks a lot for coming in, Scott. Thank you. Josh, when are you headed back?
2: Tomorrow. Tomorrow we going night. we back
0: tomorrow night. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going well? Yeah, things are
6: going real well. I'm glad to hear yeah,
0: that. absolutely. I told you to wear a gray shirt, so we got it covered. Yeah, good. We're We're good yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you got
8: Ralph
1: over with here a show
0: background. off. <laughs> with a
8: with 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 clown shirt. Show. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. <laughs>